Welcome to Kingdom Come with Andrew Nkoyoyo, called to be God's voice, reaching people worldwide with the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you again for joining us today. We are continuing, and God has a word that I believe is going to change your life if you hear and listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 9. We're going to begin from verse 1. And God, he says, he's calling you and I into a deeper place. We've talked last week about the wilderness experience and how God wants to use that to mold you. As a matter of fact, the wilderness is a good place and you should ask for it. When you yield, it doesn't matter how God takes a hold of you and how he molds you. You just yield. That's what present means. You put yourself at his disposal. But right now there is a call to you and I out of this uh, scripture. It says, Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. And she has slaughtered her beasts. And she has mixed her wine. And she has set her table. She has set out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Now, this is the call. And this is the call of the Holy Spirit. Uh, oh, I love this. And he says, whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense or understanding, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of my wine that I've mixed. Live your simple ways and live and walk in the ways of insight. This is where the invitation is. He says he has prepared wisdom. Jesus, the wisdom of God. He says he has prepared this feast and he has prepared this banquet. And there is a call and the feast really is, the, is all that heaven has for you. That heaven has prepared for you. And there is the meat and there is the finest wine. But he's sent out the, the messengers from the highest place they're calling out. And the Holy Spirit is calling out to the body of Christ. If you are simple, he says, come. Turn hither. And if you lack understanding, come and eat of my bread. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Come and eat of my bread and drink of my wine. You see, the bread talks about the, the logos, but it talks about the communion. It talks about the, the intimacy. The true bread of life is Jesus Christ. He says, come. You know when Jesus says, come and test me and see that I'm good. He wants you to test him. But he says, you see, that's a figure of speech. But he says, the invitation is, come. If you are simple, how are you going to come into this marriage? How are you going to say, yes, this is the key? He says, you have to be simple. And if you are simple and you lack understanding and you don't have it all together, you haven't been to all these places and your head is full with knowledge and you're puffed up with all the knowledge that can't really change anyone. But he said, you are still simple and you're trembling at the word of God. He says, come. Because I want to feed you. See, this is a prophetic word to somebody. He says, I have meat 
that are prepared. I have animals that I've slaughtered. It's like the banquet, the, the, the abundance of heaven is at your disposal. And the finest wine, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is at your disposal. But it says, in order for you to partake of it, you have to be simple and you have to come. He's talking about communion. He's talking about being in his presence. He's talking about beginning to have a divine exchange where he's feeding you. It's not you trying to pursue the food, but he's feeding you. You see, beloved, <laughs> I had wonderful messages prepared and the Holy Spirit told me in the week, he said, I just want to show you something. Just lose your nose. Just, just speak from my heart. But you see, there is an invitation because we get so lost in the systems and in the programs and the things we used to and we forget that the Holy Spirit is here to bring the banquet, the, the very meat and the very wine of heaven. In our churches, in our services, in our crusades, in our meetings, in our marriages, in our families, in our home, God wants us to terminate. But he says you have, in order to partake of this, you have to be simple so that you begin to make it a priority. Because this is how we begin to pay the price. You have to come. You have to turn hither. And it may cost you something. And every time it's going to cost you something. It's in order for you to come at the table. And to begin to partake of his finest meat. And his finest wine. Beloved you have to learn to practice his presence. And you have to learn to yield. And you have to have that yes. Asking God. Do whatever you will with me. It doesn't matter. Because now when you are coming, you are stepping up to a higher place where he is. Where his banquet is taking place. It doesn't take place in the low places where you have control. It takes in the place where he is. Amen. That's why he says, it's only the simple. It's only the simple. Beloved, put this in your spirit. You know the Holy Spirit in my, I told you in my uh, marriage experience pursuit he began to tell me Andrew just be simple just keep it simple because when you complicate it you complicate everything this is supposed to be a romance a love relationship now we complicate it with so many things I want it the gospel has to be simple you saw when I preach at the crusade I preach about 20 maximum 25 minutes it has to be simple we preach Christ crucified and then the Holy Spirit witness to the message. It has to be simple. And the gospel is still simple. And I believe this next move of God is going to be ushered in by men and women that are simple. Because he's calling average people. Just people that are just yielded, that are hungry, that are, they don't know, they don't have it together. They are messed up. It's like David's mighty man. They are depressed and broke. And stressed out. And God is saying, I'm going to use those bunches. You know why? Because they're simple. I'm, I'm, are you listening to me, church? Yes. Because they were simple enough to recognize an opportunity, a call, and to say yes. You see, beloved, if we are going to partake of this banquet, of this meat, we have to. Put aside everything that hinders love. You see, the enemy is after your love walk. He's after your testimony. And he's after, and that's why, really, love is so attacked so many times, everywhere, from every corner. Because the enemy knows if there can be a people that are in love, they're going to be 
on fire. They are going to go after what God wants. So he attacks your love walk. You see, and the moment he defiles your walk, all of a sudden the enemy has a point of access to condemn you. And, and then you go in the prayer and then you're asking God for the nations and the enemy said, no, but you're not good enough. How can you love the other one when you had this one here? And it's valid. But the blood of Christ. But you see, we cannot partake of this banquet until we become simple enough to persevere in the power of the blood of Christ. You see this simplicity, we recognize that we can persevere in everything, but until we persevere in the blood of Christ and absolute surrender to God, we are going to miss out. Because if you're going to ascend, turn hither and partake, you have to be surrendered. You have to. Amen. But this is what he promised. Promises wine there. Go with me to uh, Isaiah 44. Mm. Verse 3. I'm going to read that through 5. You see, it is, I believe, it is the simple that can partake of this promise. Because most of the time, the simple are thirsty. You see, and he says there, I will pour water on the thirsty land and I'll streams of the, on the dry ground and I'll pour my spirit upon the, your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They shall spring up among the grass like the willows by the flowing streams. This one will say, I am the Lord's. Another will call on the name of Jacob. Another will write on his hand the name, the Lord's name, and name himself by the name of Israel. You see, God is saying, I'm going to pour water on him that is thirsty on the dry ground, and I'm going to give you floods of, of living. You see, he's all talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is not water, but they, they work and the way he manifests himself. But he says, we have to be thirsty. But this is the key. It is the thirsty that will ascend into the banquet room. So the question I have for you is, are you thirsty? Because it says he has slaughtered the meat, the table is ready, and the wine is ready. But do we have some hungry and thirsty church? We have... Do we have? That's what he's saying. Who is simple? Who is thirsty? In other words, who is hungry? It is here. You can have it. Listen, beloved, we can have a great awakening. You're watching me and you are. You don't know what to do. You are saying, I am dry. I am thirsty. I am hungry. You know what? God says, if you are simple, then come. And where is that banquet taking place? In his presence. In his presence, that's where it's happening. He's calling you to have a prayer closet in your house. You see, I told my wife, you know, I don't care what the other part of the house, I just want to have a prayer room. <laughs> I just want a place where he's, he's welcome, but I want a place where I can go and be with God. You need to have a closet. You need, it could be your cup, but you, you, you understand what I'm talking about? There is a banquet. There is revelation. There is the wealth and the, the riches of heaven that is for you.
to release to the earth, to the dying world. But God, he says, you have to sit and I have to teach you. I have to feed you. Amen. The wine that I've mixed, oh, the wine of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he wants you to almost like be intoxicated. I, I know some people may freak about that, but it's true. That's what happened in the upper room. They were simple and they went. And they, they came, they went hither. <laughs> and they waited. And the promise of the Father came upon them. What happened? They were staggering under the power of God. As a matter of fact, they were saying, well, it's nine in the morning. What? Man, these men are drunk. Why? Because it was the fresh wine of the Holy Spirit. And he says here, if you are simple, come. I'm going to feed you my best wine. And you are going to touch the world. And I'm going to feed you my bread and my meat. And you're going to feed the world. Before I left Romania, I gave them a prophecy about the coming hunger. God, at our camp meeting 2013, God gave me a word and he said there is a hunger that is coming. But it's not for food. It's not for water. It's going to be a hunger for the true word of, of God. The meat of, of the word of God. And of the wine. It is coming. And it's already started. But you see, beloved... Here, God is giving us an opportunity to equip a, a body to raise up an army that is going to be hungry so that you make it part of your everyday existence to go eat and chew on that steak from, from the throne room of God and drink that wine from the throne room of God because that's how you're going to change the world. That's what happened in the upper room. They were simple. And those that were simple waited for the promise. And it came upon them. And in Isaiah he says, I'm going to pour water. But it's on the thirsty ones. Jesus talking on the beatitude. He says, those that hunger. Right? And thirst. They are going to be filled. Why? Because your hunger, like the physical hunger, is going to propel you to eat. You see, this is where we are. The hunger for God and the thirst for God is one of our greatest need in the body of Christ today. That's why the call of the Spirit tonight is on this broadcast. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? And if you are thirsty, he says, get off your couch, get off your butt, and then come hither. Amen? That's the call of the Spirit. He says, if you are hungry, and you know you're hungry, and you can't feed yourself, I'll feed you, but you have to come hither. And you, if you lack understanding, come hither. I'm going to feed you, but you have to come. So there's an invitation, come. You see, in the upper room, he says, go wait for the promise. They went, but you see, it is the simple, those that are not going to try to theologize it and, and, and philosophize about it and trying to answer every question. And before, they're just going to say, here we are, God. We're just hungry. We don't care how you feed us. Just feed us. Amen. You see, we have lost the hunger. We have lost the hunger. Before we came back in Europe, he showed me a hunger. Literally like skinny people. And I'm, and I'm seeing this vision in this crusade we are having on the, top, on the mountain, on top of the mountain. And I'm seeing skinny people. And I said, God, what? And he says, there's a hunger that is coming. But it's not physical. It's spiritual. Because time is coming. And it's very near. 
Recently, God has shown me some things that will unpack when he releases me. When the, this, this, he showed me the whole shebang, the whole scheme of what's going on. That to the point that very soon we won't be, talk, be able to talk about sin. Because you go to jail. It started in Europe. It's considered hate crime to talk about certain things. And that hunger, that censorship, if you will please, or that is going to suffocate the voice of the church. And if we are not hungry and thirsty for him to be filled and to be fed by his true word and his true spirit, we're going to fall by the wayside. We'll be caught up in preaching what is acceptable, what is good, what will keep us out of trouble. But I'm telling you, there is a hunger, even now, for the true spirit of God, for the true move of the spirit of God. And the call is, my dear friends, are you hungry? Do you want to see America shaken? Do you want to see Europe shaken? Do you want to see, in your generation, there's a challenge. And I'm saying yes to it. I want to see my generation shaken by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to see millions of souls come to Christ. And I want to see an army raised that is going to burn for him. Men and women that fear nothing but sin, that fear nothing but God, who will be yielded and totally surrendered. I'm telling you, it is going to happen. But to those who will say, God, feed me, who will know the power of the presence of the Almighty God, who will make it their occupation. Let me put it that way. It will be not only obsession, but it's like your occupation. Every day part of your being. Are you hungry? And if you're not, it's time for you to go to God before you ask for other things. Say, God, I want to be hungry. I want to stir up these appetites and whatever will cause me to groan and, and, and moan and, and hunger for you. You see, when you hunger for food, your stomach begins to growl, right? And before too long, you go look for a hamburger or something. It's not unhealthy for you, but sometimes you do. Amen? And when you thirst, you go look for water, right? But now I'm asking, are you thirst, thirsty in the spirit? Are you thirsty for the spirit of the living God? Are you hungry for the spirit of the living God? Because that's what this call is about. Are we thirsty? Are we hungry? Because if we are not, then we might as well forget about everything else because our good intentions is going to take us so far. Amen? Our good intentions. That's why Jesus said, you have been with me, you have been walking with me, but it is expedient for you that I go because the Holy Spirit is coming. But when he comes, he's going to endure you with power to be witnesses. What is a witness? A witness is a proof producer. Producing the proof that Jesus is what he says he is. Amen. All of you, we have all read Acts 1.8. But what he said that when the Holy Spirit comes. Listen beloved. If we are not thirsty for the Holy Spirit. We cannot receive all that the Holy Spirit imparts. And releases and operates into the human soul. And into the human heart. Because Jesus said, you have walked with me to the disciples. But now he says, I want you to go and wait. Because it's that important for you. You cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. Without this wine and the living water and the wind and the breath. And all that he will impart to you.
And if I may say something, I'll say, church, wake up from your slumber. Arise. You are hungry, but you don't know you're hungry. You are thirsty, but you don't know you're thirsty. And that's a bad place to be. Amen. God promises floods to the dry ground. Oh, how I long to see the move of God in America. He promises. But you see, he says the water is going to come because somebody is thirsty and somebody is putting a demand on heaven for the reign of God. Zechariah chapter 10 verse 1. Let's finish with that. Zechariah. He says, ask from the Lord, from Yahweh, the God of the covenant, in the season of the spring rain, and he shall make the storm clouds, and he'll give them showers of rain to everyone, the vegetation in the field. Now, this is the ESV, English version. The King James says, Ask ye the Lord the rain in the time of the latter rain. And he shall give thee showers of rain to each one grass in the field. Amen. He says, I'm going to give water to the thirsty. Now here he says, I just want that person who is thirsty, who is simple, to come. Because I am promising rain. He says, ask him the rain. In the time of the latter rain. Now, is this the time of the latter rain? Because it says, and he shall give showers of rain to each one grass. You see, we are in his vineyard. All of us, not some pastors, apostles, prophets, and teachers, fivefold me. He says, to each one in my kingdom, I'm going to pour my rain upon you all. But you are supposed to ask. You have to be thirsty for it. And then you come to me for it. Amen? You see, God doesn't bless America because we said God bless America. We all know that. I know it's wonderful, but it's not what God is going to just because we said God bless America. When you say God save these people, we have to go before God. Put the promise before God. In prevailing prayer, moved by the thirst and the hunger that is within us. You see, David says, as a deer pants for water brooks, my soul pants after you. Is somebody panting after God here tonight? You see, that's what we need to be asking. That's what we need to be pressing in for. For our churches, we need to be asking God for hunger and for thirst. Because it's that hunger that is going to feed and motivate us to go into the higher place, into the upper room, to step into the banquet room. Amen? He says, if you are simple, come. There's an invitation, a banquet set, but only for the simple. And he says, leave your simple ways and come and get understanding because I'm going to show you what to do and how to do it. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to equip you. Amen. But we have to be emptied in order to be filled. See, that's kind of part of what it means. Filling 
precedes or emptying precedes filling. Is that the, the right English? In order to be filled, you have to be emptied. And in order to be emptied, you have to go to him. Amen? Because we have desired for a greater move of God. We have desired for God to change our world. But why is he not changing? We have prayed and even fasted, but why are we not effective? Amen? Those are things that I ask myself. We have had prayer videos and we have been pressing in. But why are we not having that? Because I believe some of the, the key requirements we are missing. We are not hungry, I believe. We are not thirsty. We, go, we do what we think and is expected of us. But I'm telling you, have you ever gone before God and say, you know, like Jacob, he said, until you change my name, I'm not going to let you go. Now, that is a man who's sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen? And I believe God is looking for those that will put that before God and, and be thirsty and hungry for their nation. It's not a fun message, but it's a good word from the Lord. Because God gave it to me and he said, if you're going to enter in, you have to be simple and then you have to come. Because there is more to my kingdom, to my son, to my spirit that you have even never tapped into. Amen. But the key is hunger. Are we hungry? Because that hunger that is going to compel us to want to eat. See, like they say that the sign of a good, you know, a good body or good life is hunger. If somebody stops from being hungry, they are not healthy. Right? And I believe likewise, even in the spirit, the sign of a, you know, a healthy believer is hunger and thirst. The moment you feel like you're not thirsty enough and you're not hungry, you better run to God. Because you're not only stagnated, I think you're dying. Amen? The moment I just go through the rituals and go through the, the routine and it just comes natural now, I don't even need God anymore. That's when I know, uh-oh. Because the enemy, the moment you lose your hunger and your thirst, you cannot partake of the fullness. But God says, I am going to pour my spirit upon all flesh. As a matter of fact, in Joel chapter 2 verse 23, he promises a double portion. He says the latter rain and the former rain in, at the same time. There's going to be a double move, a double outpouring of God's work. Amen. But it's going to be given to men and women that are hungry. That are before the throne of God, petitioning God, asking God for a ruling in their favor. Amen. Putting the promise and we don't relent until he makes Jerusalem praise. That's, his, that's what he says. He's looking for those who not relent because of the hunger, because of the thirst. Amen. So dear friend, I want to put this word out to you. Are you hungry for God? I don't know where you are, but wherever you are. God wants you to come into a deeper place of intimacy, but a deeper place of hunger and thirst because the moment you become hungry and thirsty, you are dangerous. Then God is going to begin to release 
the bounty of his kingdom and his throne and his son and the Holy Spirit is going to be there to feed you and teach you. But the question is, are you hungry? And if you're not, it's okay. Just go to him right now and say, Heavenly Father, baptize me with a hunger and a thirst that only comes from you. In the name of Jesus. And he's going to do it. God bless you. To watch on our website, receive prayer, to give, or to request a copy of Andrew's book, Working the Works of God, please visit us online at www.kingdomimpactministry.org or write to Kingdom Impact Ministry, P.O. Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado, 81402.